All right, as Charles E. Schumer would say, buckle up. We have a lot and lot of news to get into throughout this busy Monday night. And I wanted so badly. I was so ready. So I'm prepping the show here and I'm getting ready to go. And you know that I need to talk about Donald Trump and his triumphant, it's funny he used that word in his speech actually, return to politics. And actually foreshadowing in his speech yesterday that Republicans are going to regain the House in 2022. They're going to take the Senate. And then a Republican president is going to make a triumphant return to the White House in 2024. Well, just look at living Republican presidents right now. Ronald Reagan, the greatest Republican president ever. Come on, it's got to be said on a conservative program. He's dead. God rest his soul. And then you have uh, George H.W. Bush, dead as well. I mean, what a start to the program. We're talking about dead people. Then you have George uh, W. Bush, who is basically dead to the Republican Party at this point in time. I mean, he couldn't even come out and and uh, endorse Donald Trump. I, that's where he sort of stands now. The only one left is Donald J. Trump. Um, so anyway, it was a raucous speech. We'll get into it um, in a second. But we have breaking news. Just as we are getting ready to come on air tonight. How about this? Here's your headline in Fox News. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo accused by a third woman of unwanted sexual advances. Well, as we went off the air on Friday night, there was only one woman, that being Lindsay uh, Boylan, who was uh, accusing governor of New York City, and that's it, Andrew Cuomo of sexual harassment. Well, now, Saturday, um, another woman came out, uh, a woman by the name of, ben I know her last name is Bennett, uh, uh, Charlotte Bennett is her full name, by the way, and now we have a third a third woman saying that Andrew Cuomo is guilty of sexual harassment. A third woman has accused New York Governor Andrew Cuomo of unwanted advances. According to the New York Times, 33-year-old Anna Roach, Anna Rush, I'm not sure how to say it, R-U-C-H, has claimed that Cuomo asked to kiss her at a wedding in 2019. In an interview Monday, she, spe she specified that Cuomo put his hand on her bare lower back. And it's funny here. Well, not funny. Sexual harassment isn't funny. Unless you're Andrew Cuomo, who I, I try to be a funny guy. You know, sometimes I'm a little flirtatious when I'm at work. <laughs> I mean, what an excuse. Think about that for an excuse. Well, I, you know, I, we work in a very serious environment. Sometimes I try to be, you know, a little flirtatious. Sometimes I try to be a little funny. <laughs> anyway, so Evan Hill, uh, works for the New York Times, has uh, a picture of Andrew Cuomo with his hands um, on this girl, Anna Rooch. Rooch. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, but um, he literally has his hands on her face. He says a third woman has accused Governor Cuomo of unwanted touching and sexual attention, said he placed his hands on her face, asked if he could kiss her at her friend's wedding. A friend took a series of pictures of the incident 
as it occurred. How about that? Uh, she said she pulled away and was so confused and shocked and embarrassed by the incident. I turned my head away and didn't have words in that moment, she reportedly said. A spokesperson for Cuomo reportedly referred to the Times to a more general statement in which Cuomo apologized for things that have been misinterpreted, misinterpreted, excuse me, as an unwanted flirtation. The latest allegation now, and this is important, this is one of the most important parts of this, comes as Attorney General Letitia James announced that the governor's office sent a letter permitting her office to perform an independent investigation. However, Democratic politicians within the state have already started calling for Cuomo's, you guessed it, resignation. After other accusations surfaced, again on Saturday, Charlotte Bennett, 25-year-old staffer, claimed Cuomo talked about his willingness, now listen, get this now, <laughs> his willingness to have relationships with women in their 20s. This guy, and remember, Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York City, and that's it. He's a champion of women. He celebrates women. No one has more respect for women than Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. Now remember, in 2018, when the accusation surfaced about Brett Kavanaugh, supposedly he was accused of, of rape in a, uh, 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 from Christine Blase Ford back when he was in high school. And Andrew Cuomo now, he didn't afford Brett Kavanaugh uh, the liberty of being innocent. He said, ah, 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 he's guilty. He, he should even take a lie detector test. And then came out with his little hashtag, believe all women. He says, I believe her. Now, other Democrats as well all believe that Kavanaugh was guilty without you know any uh, uh, presumption of innocence whatsoever. But that's how Democrats roll. Now, I'm not here to get on and say, listen, Andrew Cuomo is guilty of sexual harassment and that's it. I don't want to hear anything else. The allegations are true and that's it. That, that's not how conservatives roll. We, whether it's a Democrat, whether it's a liberal, conservative, Republican, independent, it doesn't matter. When allegations like this come out, in this country, you are innocent until proven guilty. We can't play the Democrats' game and immediately say Cuomo's guilty. We can't do that. We have morals. We have principles. We have values. We value our rule of law. It makes us different from any other country in the world. It's another reason, if you need another one, as to a perfect example as why the United States of America is the greatest country in the world. And by the way, I don't care if a Democrat's the president, if a Republican's the president, but we will always be the greatest country in the world. Now, we view it in two different ways. Conservatives view the world, the, the country in a much different light than Democrats do, who will openly work to, and, and now they're not hiding it at this point in time, Look at all the executive orders that Joe Biden has passed. Look at what Joe Biden's advocating for. He wants 11 million undocumented illegal aliens to come into this country. And by the way, they're sort of backtracking on that now. We'll get to that um, as the program unfolds 
uh, as well. But before we get to that, I want to get into, and we'll do a little more um, on Cuomo as it comes. That was just the breaking news um, that I got in front of my very eyes right there. Anyway, so Donald Trump's speech at CPEC, I think Joe Concha, who writes for The Hill, um, had, had, a, had a really great article, writes, Trump shows he holds a stranglehold on the GOP and the media in CPAC barn burner. Now, it's funny that he says the media as well, because Donald Trump's first line when he gets onto the stage last night, he says, do you miss me? Do you miss me yet? And I'm not sure if conservatives or the mainstream media miss Donald Trump more. Because the conservatives that were in attendance at CPAC were going absolutely wild for Donald Trump. Before he got onto the stage, there was a poll um, that said Donald Trump is a 97% uh, favorability in the Republican Party. Uh, uh, Joe Concha points out a recent morning consult po poll showed that nearly 6 in 10 Republican voters want the 45th president to play a, quote, major role in the party moving forward. Uh, the number of Republicans who believe Trump was at least partly responsible for the riot dropped in this poll to uh, 14 points. Uh, the poll also found that 81% of Republicans now say they have a positive view of the former president. He says, uh, however, 2024 unfolds 2021 became more interesting for a few days with Trump back on stage. Cable news will get its ratings boost. Print and online media will get its traffic boost, albeit briefly. Not long ago, the unpredictable human earthquake to the political establishment that is Donald Trump was down. It looked like he was out. Now, it looks like the next chapter of a big comeback is already being written and donald trump had a busy busy day yesterday because on top of him giving the speech at cpac oh and let me give you a few headlines from the media uh today listen to this cnn oh cnn miss donald trump like it like you it, it like a, a a girlfriend just seeing a boyfriend for the first time in like six months i mean oh my goodness gracious chris saliza writing and um CNN, the 50 most ridiculous lines from Donald Trump's CPAC speech. Washington Post today, Trump's big CPAC lie unmasks a vile truth. Democrats ignore it at their peril. I mean, and Donald Trump, I, I loved every single part of his speech. I think he said, listen, I, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm still the leader of this party. I, I am here. I'm sort of the backbone of the party. Uh, political donations are going to come from me. This uh, Save pa uh, Save America pack um, that he has going is still going strong. So, yep, that's what it's called, the Save America pack. Uh, he says he's going to endorse true conservative Republican candidates. And to me, um, what I took from his speech, and, and and he touted all the accomplishments that his administration um had, you know, the best economy this country's ever seen, the lowest unemployment records for blacks, Asians, Latinos, women, youth Americans, disabled Americans, new trade deals, trillions of dollars to the U.S. military, rebuilding the VA, 
the right to try oil and gas production. He really hit Biden hard on oil and gas production. I mean, think about what Joe Biden brings to the table, right? Joe Biden, with the stroke of his pen, eliminated 11,000 good, high-paying American jobs through the cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline. Uh, and uh, Justin Trudeau, remember, people kind, Justin Trudeau, uh, Prime Minister of Canada, was on NBC News yesterday with Chuck Todd, worst news anchor in the entire country, um, and he says, I'm disappointed in the Biden administration's um, decision here to cancel Keystone XL. Because remember, there's those um, Canadian jobs in there as well. Uh, but uh, something that um, I thought was really important um, in Donald Trump's speech was the ability to make sure that he highlighted all the accomplishments. Now, I said that... Uh, on Friday, I remember saying it, I want Trump's speech to be a blend of Reagan's 1964 speech, a time uh, uh, for choosing when he was endorsing Barry Goldwater, and mix that into Russia's speech from 2009 at CPAC, where he was describing to the entire world, or whoever was watching uh, CPAC at that time, uh, exactly who conservatives are. And how we want, we want liberty for everyone. We want freedom. We want prosperity. We want peace. We don't look at people in groups. We look at people for exactly that. We look at them as people. I thought um, it, 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 it touched on that. But then I had a different thought, though, about Trump's speech. And I thought, you know, it, you can. there's a lot of similarities between Reagan and Trump. Reagan was always, you know, Reagan was was a unifier. Reagan had an ability to to bring people together while also always holding on to conservative values. Well, but Reagan never really had to get into a a, a real, you know, beat up, knocked down fight with the media. Now, now keep in mind that the media did hate Reagan, but I, they hate Trump like a hundred times. As much as they hate Reagan and at this point in time where we are in the country with with partisanship being so strong and the divide in our country being so visible for everyone the moment that we're in right now for the conservative movement calls for a leader like Donald Trump someone that is not going to back down someone that is going to fight against this Democrat Party because look at what we're up against here. Back in the 80s, when Reagan successfully uh, won the presidency in 80, and then in 84, again, he was reelected, you know, lost one state, and that was Walter Mondale's home state of Minnesota, an incredible landslide victory. You know, they would still have political debates, but it would stop there when it came to uh, the disagreements. They would be able to keep it in the arena of politics. But now the divide goes from a political disagreement to you're not my friend anymore to where you disagree with me or with us in terms of the Democrat Party, then you have to be canceled. And I'm like, is that really to the point that we've come to in this country? And Donald Trump 
is the biggest example of it. They want everything Donald Trump has done throughout his life to be totally forgotten about. They are literally trying to wipe him off the face of this map of the of the entire not only country but the whole world. Twitter, big tech, the Twitter box that they are. They don't want any mention of Donald Trump. They don't want kids to grow up and 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 see the the tweets that Donald. Or now I guess it would be at that point archived tweets from Donald Trump. And you got this big tech monopoly. Facebook is a part of it too. He got the Instagram involved. Is Snapchat, Spotify, whatever it is that um, kids and you know, younger adults are using this day. You you cannot find Donald Trump on there because they all came together. Remember, Time Magazine pointed this out as well in a stunning admission from Time Magazine, and uh, Donald Trump referred to it yesterday. They said this election, no, it wasn't stolen. It was fortified, fortified by a well-funded cabal of people. And you wonder, though, you wonder why conservatives are so angry about the outcome of the election. And listen, if it was a free and fair election where we didn't have ballot um, uh, amongst ballot coming in at 3 a.m. in the morning and just magically all of these mail-in ballots going for Joe Biden and no one looking into it whatsoever. So take, for instance, right, say that Donald Trump is wrong and everything that he's pointing out is a complete and utter conspiracy theory you know, made up in his own head and believed by his fringe group, uh, you know, this cult that is Trump supporters or as Joe Biden refers to him as ugly domestic terrorists or Barack Obama saying that, uh, they're bitter and they cling to religion and guns. You know, the basket of deplorables. That's irredeemable, according to Hillary Clinton. Say that he's so wrong, and it's only those people that believe it, right? Wouldn't you want something that looks like the Mueller investigation to be put forward, do a thorough look-through of everything that happened, and then you can come to the conclusion and say, okay, you're wrong. Think, and, and that will at least give these people closure. And Ted Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, I think, laid out a perfect uh, uh, commission of you know, a, a, a great um, team, I guess you want to call it, group, where you have, and this is, again, following the precedent from uh, Rutherford B. Hayes and uh, uh, Tilden, uh, you have Samuel Tilden, you can have five Congress people, five senators, five Supreme Court justices create this election commission and, and, and look into what happened in the 2020 election. I think it's a tremendous proposal, but no one wanted to go through with that. How is it when Hillary Rodham Clinton loses an election in 2016? We have a Mueller investigation and a Mueller report that we knew was BS from the beginning. And it wasn't just conservatives who knew it was BS. It was the White House, the Barack Hussein Obama manned White House. The FBI knew it was all bogus. The CIA on top of all of that. 
And then that at least gave Democrats closure. But conservatives not afforded the same liberty. Doesn't happen if you're a conservative in this country. I say it all the time. One of the hardest things to do in America today is to be a conservative. Well, they have now, I think that speech from Donald Trump yesterday put new life into conservatives and the conservative movement and said, listen, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for you. I will stand up for you and I will still be here to battle the Democrat party. And if you felt wronged from 2020, all we can do is look ahead to 2024. He didn't say he was running for president in 2024, but I mean, every indication from that speech to me shows that Donald Trump is going to be in the Republican Party and the leader of the Republican Party for many, many years to come. All right, some of the news of the day. Now, Donald Trump, after he gave his speech yesterday, he spoke to Fox News's uh, I want to get the name, Steve Hilton. It's the show called The Next Revolution with Steve Hilton. Now, that doesn't that worry anybody? Isn't it a British guy? Talking about the next revolution? Yeah, we had a revolution against the British, 1776. Uh, so anyway, though, here's the headline. And this is a pretty big headline. And I haven't heard much coverage about it today at all. Trump talks about January 6th riot. Pelosi's people... Rejected, get this, Pelosi's people rejected 10,000 National Guard's troops that Trump recommended. Tom Tillerson writes this up in BizPAC Review today. Former Trump had a busy Sunday, first closing out the annual CPAC gathering in Orlando, Florida, where he offered a very forward-looking message on the future of the Republican Party. Then after that, did a phone interview later in the evening on Fox News. Um, he says, uh, host Steve Hilton said the media reported that Trump was watching events unfold and liked what he was seeing because you felt that it was your people fighting for you. He says, do you get how bad it was? Steve Hilton asking the question to Donald Trump. Do you get how bad it was? And is there anything looking back on it now that you would have done differently that day? Donald Trump says, well, that's incorrect reporting. First of all, I wasn't watching TV. I turned it on later when I heard about it and did a lot of moves. He said, we talked to the top person at the Department of Defense about the expected crowd size days before we had the rally. He says, I requested, look, this rally is going to be bigger than anyone thinks. And it was the largest crowd that I've ever spoken uh, to before. And I said that I think you should have 10,000, said I think I gave that number, I definitely gave the number of 10,000 National Guardsmen, I think you should have the 10,000 National Guard ready. They took that number, from what I understand, they gave it to the people at the Capitol, controlled by Pelosi, and they rejected it because they didn't think it would look good. You get that? Pelosi at Donald Trump hands a sheet of paper to Pelosi, a request, I guess you could say, and says, listen, you might want 10,000 National Guardsmen at the Capitol. Pelosi, basically like she did his State of the Union speech, ripped it off. Ah, 
I don't want anything to do with this. And you know what? It ain't going to look good anyway. Basically, could have just thrown it back at him. So, so you know, that was a big mistake. Now, ABC News. This is from January 27th. Capitol Police Union says it, uh, it unconscionable. Poli Capitol Police Union calls it unconscionable, excuse me. Leaders didn't better prepare for the riot. Capitol Police Union blasted the department's leadership uh, one day after congressional testimony by acting police chief, good lord with this name, Yogananda Pittman, who said that the department knew two days before January 6th that there was a strong potential for violence and that Congress was the target. So that backs up what Donald Trump says. ABC News again, February 6th. Former P Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund says entire intelligence community missed signs of riot. So this is the question that should be asked. I'm sick and tired of hearing about uh, Donald Trump and Donald Trump's um, involvement in this. When is someone going to ask Nancy Pelosi what she knew, when she knew it, and what did she do to stop it? Because from this now, what I believe happened, because I, I, listen, I believe what Donald Trump is saying here. He said to Nancy Pelosi, put in a request, the Department of Defense, and said, listen, you might want 10,000 National Guardsmen. You might want them there. Pelosi said, no, that doesn't look good. And that is a massive, that plays a massive role into the riot that happened on January 6th at the Capitol. Um, so on top of that, uh, with Donald Trump laying out the uh, future of the Republican Party, Ned uh, Ryan uh, on Twitter, uh, conservative Christian, this is reading from his Twitter uh, box biography, uh, uh, voter gravity, it, it basically is a conservative commentator, I'll go with, um, from, the tw uh, from the Twitter box. I loved his tweet today because if we're going to be serious about taking back the House, taking back the Senate, winning the presidency in 2024, he's got some strong words here for Ronna McDaniel. Now, it's it, it's very funny to me. Ronna McDaniel, and I maybe a lot of people don't know this. I'll be honest with you. I did not know this until today. He points out, he writes on Twitter. I'm not sure Trump has figured out that Rana Romney, whoa, whoa, Rana Romney McDaniel, did anyone know Rana McDaniel is a Romney? How about that? Rana Romney, Romney McDaniel is not really his friend. Nice enough lady, trust me, but she's too weak to stand up to the corporatists and cabal of consultants who despise Trump. She's only trying to soothe Trump and keep him happy for now. Look it up. It's a simple Google search. Ronna Romney McDaniel, American political strategist serving as the chair of the Republican National Committee since 2017. You look it up. McDaniel was born Ronna Romney on March 20th, 70, uh, 73. 
third of five children born to Rana Stern Romney and Scott Romney, the older brother of Mitt Romney, making her Mitt Romney's niece. So, let me ask you something. If we are serious about winning next year and winning in 2024, do you really want a leader of the Republican Party, Republican Party chairwoman, to be a Romney? Because I don't. And, oh, and by the way, Kevin McCarthy, who, again, I've said before, I don't really trust him. There are no Republican elected leaders left in New York and California. Trust me on that one. But I don't believe that McCarthy, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know what it is about him, but I don't have trust in him. I see him as a DC establishment guy. Now, maybe he has a better strategy than another DC establishment guy like Mitch McConnell, who, by the way, Donald Trump did mention um, in his speech, but him saying, and I believe it was Saturday night, saying, I would bet my house on it that Republicans regain the House in 2022. Don't, for the love of God, please don't get overconfident like that. Don't get complicit. Don't think this is this is a, a walk here for us to win it back. Because it's not. We need to fight, 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 and fight like hell. Point out these failures of Joe Biden's administration. Point out that you got the governor who's supposed to be a gold standard. Joe Biden says he's the gold standard. Democrats in love with Andrew Cuomo. Oh, there's some great news article, news headlines to come up uh, when we get to Cuomo here. But point out that, listen, this is the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party that's supposed to be a party and a champion for women is the party that seems to always get sexual harassment allegations thrown against them when it comes to women. Look no further than Slick Willie. So anyway, let's get into the Biden administration here. The Washington Times reports today, Biden administration acknowledges border crisis ahead of chat with Mexican president. The new administration is acknowledging an ongoing border crisis as President Biden prepares to hold a virtual meeting with Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Abrador. By the way, that did happen at this point. This article was written earlier. Uh, briefing reporters ahead of the CONFAB, a senior administration official said Mr. Biden will ask what more Mexico might do to stop the new surge of illegal immigrants. How about a policy of stay in Mexico? until you get your court date for when you want to enter the United States. What's so wrong about that? Joe Biden doesn't want that policy. He want, And what's he going to say? What did he say to uh, uh, President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, Mexican president? What did he what, what did he say to him today? That's what I want to know, because I don't have any I don't have any trust in Joe Biden. Don't worry. Oh, and, and by the way, our countdown has reached one thousand. 420 days left of the Biden administration. So today, this is Department of Homeland uh, Security Secretary Mayor Cass. Mayor Cass is his name. Says this now. He, it, and, and this was all in the same press conference that he goes. We're not saying, this is what he's saying to illegal aliens now. We are not saying don't come. 
we're just saying don't come now okay just 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 wait a little bit because we will be able to deliver a safe and orderly process to them as quickly as possible then says <clears throat> excuse me by the way no there's there's no crisis at the border we are challenged at the border but the men and women of the department of homeland security are meeting that challenge no crisis at the border they say uh fox news reports and this was on special report with brett bayer who again i will hold the standard i believe he is the best news anchor straight news the best news anchor in this country brett bayer says a former trump administration official official says quote the 21 day average is around 3,600 illegal border crossings per day. 3,600 illegal border crossings per day, that is. However, this past week, it has been north of 4,000. And guess what? Ain't trending downwards, and it's trending upwards. How about that? 11 million illegals. That's what Joe Biden wants in this country. Anyone and everyone. You get to come. It's like Oprah Winfrey. You get a you get citizenship and you get citizenship and you get citizenship. Just remember, when it's time to vote, better vote for that Democrat. Jen Psaki saying, nah, there's no plans for Biden to hold a press conference after over five weeks of being in office. I think he's up to 40 days. 40 days without a press conference and 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 donald trump spoke yesterday for an hour and 40 minutes you think joe biden can do that if you gave clips of joe biden a uh, one clip of biden one clip of trump you gave someone who doesn't know a single thing about american politics and says hey watch these two speeches and and they'd be there for two hours approximately probably for an hour and 40 for trump's speech and then 10 minutes maybe 15 minutes for joe biden's speech and say can you which one of these people do you think is the president of the united states which one of these people represent the country have uh, give people hope and inspiration and courage ain't joe biden now the democrat part and 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 this oh this is hollywood for you oh my goodness gracious i think it was what there's an award show golden globes last night or whatever it is i don't watch any of that garbage Alyssa milano who i know my uh mother actually used to love this show charmed Alyssa milano was in it i know Alyssa milano from the show charmed so how about that um and you know american actress Alyssa milano who is just a democrat activist through and through oh my goodness gracious she bleeds blue this is what she tweets now get ready for this they're attacking the stage the stage at cpac they have nothing think about the democrat party they have nothing better to do with their lives than attack the stage at cpac aren't you people democrats don't you have other things to do you have the house you have the senate you have the presidency you have the media what more do you want go out live your life to the fullest stop complaining about republicans my goodness she writes this is the stage at cpac they're not even trying to hide it anymore 
because she believes a conspiracy theory here that the organizers of CPAC made the stage into the shape of a Nazi symbol. Literally, that's what, and it's not just her. Another actress, I've never heard of her, by the way, Rosanna Arquette, threatening to boycott Hyatt Hotels for hosting what she described as a fascist Nazi convention. Hey, Hyatt Hotel, she writes, highly inclusive does not mean hosting people who are not highly inclusive. That does that in itself. Highly inclusive doesn't mean hosting people you don't agree with. That's what she's saying here. Do are Republicans the one that want people canceled and are saying that that people aren't inclusive enough in this country while trying to cancel people that they disagree with? I saw a tweet and I have no idea who put up the picture, but it said, um, it read, has the has the party who has tried to censor and cancel people throughout history, have they ever come across in a good light? The answer is no. I love that. Um, anyway, so Roseanne Arquette says, hosting a fascist Nazi convention is the antithesis of inclusiveness. You have made a grave error in judgment. The imminent boycotts you are going to feel for years to come. Deborah Messing from uh, the TV show, what is it? Uh, Will and Grace writing, not an accident. And now, how about this? The, here we go. Facing boycotts. Hyatt Hotel. Uh, New York Post. Hyatt Hotel chain faces boycott over Nazi symbolism. Now, here's what, and, and by the way, Hyatt um, Hotels, they fought back a little bit uh, on, on uh, Saturday and said, you know, what, what are, we're trying to be inclusive here, even with, if there's people that you disagree with. And, and by the way, now they want to boycott Hyatt. So is it anywhere? Is there any safe place for conservatives to go to? I mean, honestly, every single time, every place they're going to go to throughout the next four years, you're going to have Democrats like this that are going to try and boycott and cancel and destroy businesses. The Lincoln Project was busy doing that. Now we have Hollywood actresses that have nothing else to do with their sad, low lives than they want to cancel a hotel, oh my goodness, for hosting people that paid them to use their hotel as a venue for conservatives to come together. Oh my goodness, how bad are they, right? And yet they say conservatives are the fascists. So Hyatt, uh, Hyatt Hotel totally backing down today, saying, when we learned that CPAC 2021 stage design had been compared to a symbol of hate, we promptly raised this concern with meeting organizers who strongly denied any connection to such symbols. Uh, we believe in the right of individuals and organizations to peacefully express their views independent of the degree to which the perspectives of those hosting meetings and events are at our hotels align with ours. Unfortunately, they say, by the way, with the symbol, unfortunately, this became clear to us only after the event uh, kicked off. Uh, in keeping with our deep culture of inclusive inclusivity, 
Our colleagues work tirelessly to support this event while enforcing Hyatt's safety policies. At this, at times, these efforts included remaining, uh, reminding, excuse me, attendees to wear masks and socially distance. Now they they go with this whole notion that conservatives don't want to be socially distant, don't want to stay six feet apart, don't want to wear masks, right? So they say further, we were extremely disappointed by the disrespect many individuals involved in the event showed to our colleagues. So Matt Schlapp writing on uh, Saturday, stage design, and by the way, Matt Schlapp is the uh, chairman of the American conservative union he runs basically uh the uh cpac when it comes around saying stage design conspiracies are outrageous and slanderous we have a long-standing commitment to the jewish community cancel culture extremists and by the way cpac had this uh the stage on the back said america uncanceled he says cancel culture extremists must address anti-Semitism within their own ranks. CPAC proudly stands with our Jewish allies, including those speaking from this stage. They released um, a statement as well. And this is where it all makes sense. To Thomas J. Pritzker. Oh, listen to that name again. Pritzker. You get it now? Thomas J. Pritzker, Executive Chairman, Hyatt Hotels. Just takes a simple Google search, my friends. Thomas Pritzker. Have you heard that name before? It should ring a bell. American billionaire heir, businessman, and philanthropist. Philanthropist, I've never been good with words. You know that. Member of the Pritzker family. And then, I oh, wait a minute. I know where I've heard that name before. J.B. Pritzker. Democrat governor of Illinois. Um, and does he have a relation with uh, Thomas Pritzker? You better believe it. That, my friends, would be his cousin. So then after I see that, and I see JB, the name Pritzker, it all, all made sense to me. Uh, so anyway, so let's get into uh, a little bit more of Cuomo and what he's got going on Cuomo sorry for workplace joke yeah I had this late I was gonna get to like I said a little later on in the program I had to get to Trump and uh CPAC but of course the breaking news comes across where we now have by the way if you didn't hear the start of the program a third woman accusing Andrew Cuomo governor of New York City and that's it of sexual harassment uh Cuomo now this was yesterday released a statement that he's sorry for workplace jokes amid sexual harassment uh fiasco at work sometimes I think I'm being playful and make jokes. Think that I that I think are funny. I do on occasion tease people in what I think is a good-natured way. Teasing people, smacking one on the lips, one of your associates. I don't know. New York Post, um, front page. Hey, I'm a funny guy, Andrew Cuomo. Uh, so he also says to be clear, I never inappropriately touched anybody. I never propositioned anybody, and I never intended to make anyone feel uncomfortable. But these are allegations that New Yorkers deserve answers to. Now, what was uh, funny about Cuomo is he wanted to appoint the leader of the investigation. Letitia James, New York Attorney General, said, uh-uh, ain't gonna have on my watch. 
She said, I'm appointing whoever it is to run the investigation. By the way, he's got a criminal defense attorney now, uh, Andrew Cuomo. So now this is what is so ironic. This is where it comes back. It always comes back around in politics. You have got to be careful with how you handle yourself because Cuomo who was seen as this incredible leader to some of us, by the way. There was some of us here, and if you tuned into the Philip Ward show, Philip Ward's been saying for a long time, this guy ain't so great, but, you know, we move on from that. And, it, you know, Cuomo, through the media, he got an Emmy. He wrote a book. Who knows how many copies of that book he sold. Leadership. Throughout a, throughout a pandemic, Lessons in Leadership, the title of his book now. I mean, it, it, the book, and now, um, what's interesting, and, and, and by the way, just to finish my thought on the book, um, the book, it, it could have just been a page about covering up nursing home deaths. Oh, that's, that's, that's your lesson in leadership. That's how you make yourself look good. Now, Letitia James, because there's something going on here behind the scenes. Letitia James, New York Attorney General, she's the one who released the report about Andrew Cuomo, remember here, New York Times, January 28th. New York severely undercounted virus deaths in nursing homes, report says. This report was laid out by New York Attorney General Letitia James. So Letitia James, though, now here's where the behind the scenes comes in. Letitia James has an agenda. Letitia James wants to be not only New York Attorney General anymore, she wants to be New York Governor she sees a chance here to take Cuomo out. Now, you know, who else sees a chance to take Cuomo out? And she hasn't gotten along with Andrew Cuomo. Remember, Cuomo's an old white guy. Just because he's a Democrat don't mean AOC's going to get along with him. He's an old white guy. She hates old white people. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, remember, even with Joe Biden, AOC said in a, in a different time, in a different country, we would not be in the same political party. Yesterday morning, Lindsey Boylan and Charlotte Bennett's detailed accounts of sexual harassment by Governor Cuomo are extremely serious and painful to read. There must be an independent investigation, not one led by an individual selected by the governor, but by the office of the attorney general. So after that statement got released, Nancy Pelosi jumped into the pool. Oh, I always say if I don't have to get into the pool, I ain't going to swim. But Pelosi jumped right in, saying the Cuomo sexual harassment allegations are, quote, serious and credible. Now, why did Pelosi get involved? She Pelosi lives on the left coast. She doesn't, she doesn't have to get involved with Andrew Cuomo in New York. Pelosi has to keep AOC happy. If she wants to keep her speakership, she cannot lose House Democrats. She'd rather keep Pelosi. What can Andrew Cuomo do for Nancy Pelosi right now? Not as much as AOC can do for her. So she has to appease AOC. Bill de Blasio as well, saying that um, Cuomo's apology uh, amid a sexual harassment scandal, he totally ripped it today. He says, oh, I was joking around. Sexual harassment's not funny. Who the hell tries to explain that by saying I was joking around? 
This is from Democrat mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio. That even further confirms a mindset from a whole other time that we have left behind. Oh, and by the way, when de Blasio says that, a time that we've left behind, Geraldo Rivera on Fox News, just before we came on the air, was on with Sean Hannity um, and Dan Bongino and said, well, look at Cuomo. He's a 63-year-old lonely guy. Basically what? Trying to run cover for Andrew Cuomo? I mean, Geraldo Rivera has lost his mind. And I don't agree with a thing that he says on illegal immigration. I mean, he's, a, he's become a joke at this point. Uh, de Blasio continued, there may be more stories like it and everyone should come forward. Now, this was earlier uh, today. This was before the news that we just got now. He says, we've got to know the truth. You cannot treat anyone this way. It can't be laughed off. It can't be swept under the rug. Hillary Clinton now. And oh my goodness. I mean, really? Hillary Clinton, who's taken up every single position there is to take up on every single issue. Remember when she came? I believe Blase for Now she says Cuomo's accusers deserve answers. These stories are difficult to read. And the allegations brought forth raise serious questions that the women who have come forward and all New Yorkers deserve answers to. Hillary Clinton saying that. Glad to see there will be a full, independent, and thorough investigation. Is there really, though? Because, and I'm not going to defend Andrew Cuomo here, but remember, the New York Attorney General is running the investigation. She wants to be governor. It This, this is going to be a damning investigation. That's my prediction on this. Biden coming out. Now, and, and, and one of the first things I thought about, right, one of the first people I should say I thought about, was Tara Reid. How about Tara Reid? Remember the woman that was accusing Joe Biden of sexually, not harassment, but sexually abusing her and she couldn't even get in. And no one wanted to speak to her at all. The mainstream media, oh boy, they swept that under the carpet quick. Well, Biden now, uh, Jen Psaki said uh, yesterday, Biden supports an independent review of sexual misconduct claims against New York governor, a member of New York City, and that's it, Andrew Cuomo. First President Biden has been consistent that he believes every woman should be heard. He was saying when it came to Kavanaugh and Blase Ford, we need to believe all women. So, Joe, do you still believe all women? Do you believe that Cuomo sexually harassed these three females, these three women? There should be an independent review looking into these allegations. Notice every single Democrat is saying there should be an independent review and investigation. There was no, there wasn't this waiting, not a rush to judgment. When it came to Kavanaugh, he was guilty. See how the double standards are when it's a Democrat and when it's a Republican? Uh, Greg Jarrett writing in uh, Fox News. Homosexual harassment allegations, could the governor face criminal charges? He looks into uh, that. John uh, Levine, who's a writer for uh, the New York Post, uh, details four different headlines of, uh, this is uh, in Vogue magazine, saying, how about this one, from March 31st, 2020. Thank you, Andrew Cuomo. Thank you for reminding us that there are men out there who can lead 
and be clear and tell the truth even when the news is bad chelsea handler another hollywood actress uh saying that uh, and, and and the headline is dear andrew cuomo i want to be your first lady wonder if she still feels the same way vogue magazine the cuomo and cuomo oh and and uh uh, Chris Cuomo, Fredo Cuomo on CNN, has just come out, by the way, and said, oh, I can't cover my brother. Oh, really? Because you were covering him all throughout the summer and all throughout the pandemic because you and him were laughing on live television while New Yorkers were dying because of your brother's executive order. Now when it's bad, though, now you can't cover him? What a joke. No journalistic integrity to that man whatsoever. Who would watch that show? Honestly, who would watch that show knowing it's he's the mouthpiece for Andrew Cuomo? Vogue magazine, though, headline. The Cuomo and Cuomo exchanges have seemingly brought a touch of much-needed levity, 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 excuse me, to a period of almost unimaginable fear. Why we are crushing on Andrew Cuomo right now. Molly Jong Jong Fast in Vogue magazine, March 22nd, 2020. Vogue magazine again. Governor Cuomo held his last regularly scheduled coronavirus press briefing on Friday and declared that a common foe had been defeated. By the way, in New uh, and this is the fun, this is the one of the most ironic things about it. In New York State, if you're a New York State worker, you have to take a training for sexual harassment in the workplace. And I think at this point in time, I wonder if Andrew Cuomo took that sexual harassment training. Uh, you got, hey, how about this? And, and, and AOC, I'm not letting AOC off the hook. She said today, any person who thinks that a $15 minimum wage is the crazy socialist agenda is living in a dystopian capitalist nightmare. Really? Because socialism leads to uh nightmares ain't capitalism capitalism is a dream in this country that's why the country's the best it is because of capitalism uh how about this over the weekend leftist storm georgia capital in response to id required for absentee ballots so remember georgia we reported on this program georgia passing the georgia senate saying that you need id to get an absentee ballot Oh, leftists stormed the Capitol. This must be insurrection, right? Again, the blatant, the blatant double standards of the left. And the best way I can show you the double standards is here's the headline in KQED, uh, local news in California. After leading school closures, Berkeley teachers union president spotted dropping da daughter off at in-person preschool. Parent groups are crying hypocrisy after a video surfaced showing the president, and this is a guy named Matt Meyer, uh, the president of the Berkeley Teachers Union, dropping off his two-year-old daughter at an in-person preschool. Well, he's saying, and uh, Gorilla Moms is the um, group here saying, meet Matt Meyer, white man with dreads and president of the local teachers union. He's been saying it's unsafe for your kid to be back in school, all while dropping his kid off at a private school. How about that? If there were, if there wasn't double standards, if they didn't exist, the left would have none. I mean, this to me 
looks like a party that is in massive trouble. I don't know how Andrew Cuomo comes back from this. I really, truly don't. I mean, there's people wanting his resignation, people wanting him to be impeached. It's a tough time if you're Andrew Cuomo, a tough time if you're the Democrat Party right now. It's always a tough time if you're Joe Biden. He's got no idea where he is anymore. Uh, Joe, you still got 1,420 days left to go. Looks to me like that party is imploding from the inside, whereas the Republican Party is unifying and unifying against the man who made a triumphant return yesterday, says he's going to make a triumphant return in 2024, Donald J. Trump. Boy, he says, did you, do you miss me yet? I, I don't know. Was it conservatives who missed him more or the mainstream media? Tell you what, though, speech like that, <laughs> I miss Donald Trump, and I'm very, very glad to see him back.